Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, five fans. It's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with my co-host Mark right. Collins. Mark, it's good right. to speak to you after I don't know what has been a week and a half off since yeah, Howdy. That's right. A lot has been going down. Um, Mrs. Passport, Mrs. Phelps is back. She's all over. She's speaking I, of passports, Mark. You just reminded me. I really need to go renew my passports because I've I actually have two passports, and one of is already expired, and the other one is like within like seven months. So I think like some countries don't allow you to fly over if it's like within six months. So I really need to get on top of that. Oh yeah, definitely got to take care of that. Mrs. Passport can't miss out on the uh, opportunities to fly somewhere for a flight. You don't want to hear nobody say something. You got six months. You can't come over. Oh, my God. That would be a nightmare. (laughs) Anyways, had such a great time over in Saudi Arabia for Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. Like, honestly, easily, hands down, probably the funnest uh, of the Middle East trips I've had. Wow. That's awesome. Great hospitality. I have nothing but great things to say about everybody involved with Skill Challenge. Um, they're really, they're really stepping up their game. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, everybody who was there pretty much was there kind of talking business. There's a lot going on over in Saudi and they're going to end up becoming, you know, one of the power players in, in the sport of boxing. If you think about it, you got Deontay yep. Wilder was there talking business. Mm-hmm. Devin Haney talked about having his Lomachenko fight in May over in Saudi Arabia. Wow, that's nice. He had Tyson Fury do a post saying, big news coming. Um, he thanked his father and one of the princes of Saudi for making a deal possible or something. I don't know what he's alluding to. I don't know if it's the Usyk fight. I don't know if it's something else. All I know is that there's a lot of moving parts going on right now. And wow. it's very exciting. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. It, look, it looks great how they just take boxing to a whole new serious level when they just uh, try to have all these big fights happen out there. Plus, when I see all the pictures on social media, it looks really beautiful out in Saudi. You know, it looks very enjoyable just being out. And, uh, it was. World, yeah. It was. But obviously, you know, the hospitality also made it a big part of what it was. And I have nothing but high praises for Amir and for 
Prince Khaled for everything that they've done, everything that they're continuing to do. The media was taken care of. Everything went so smoothly, honestly, that there was really nothing I can say aside from the fact that I genuinely enjoyed myself. Like, only thing I wish I could do is teleport myself there (laughs) because the travel is is a lot, you know, coming from America. I think over in England, their flight's like six hours to Saudi. But for me, it was 16 and a half hours. Ooh, wow. Not including the layover. Now, the layover obviously is give and take. Yeah. Right? Like, I could have had a different flight that had a smaller layover. So I'm not complaining because I had like the lounge to, to hang out in. So I was fine. Oh, but, I saw it on social media. It looked comfortable. It looked all yeah, right. I was comfortable. I was comfortable yeah. during my layover. But it was because, you know, I like to stay flying within like the the one world. Um, it's it's the oh, what is it called? It's one world with American Airlines. So it's American Airlines, Qatar Airlines, all that. I wanted to stay within that because I have status with them. So I that's yeah. the reason I chose the one that had a bit of a longer layover. But aside from that, everything went really well. That's awesome. That's now awesome. I want to ask you, yes. you know, watching boxing on tv is very different than watching it in person what did you say that's true absolutely i agree sometimes for me i rather be home than watch it because i get serious when it comes to the fight mm-hmm. and i don't want a lot of noise i kind of want to concentrate but that's just me being the advocate boxing fan that i am i uh i like concentrating at home sometimes but it does yeah. def- depend to fight because when you have a great fight and the, just the atmosphere alone is just amazing. And I'll give a perfect example is uh, Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor in, uh, in New York City. Mm-hmm. Now, that night was just electric. That's a fight anybody who's a big boxer fan would have really loved to be at, to enjoy the atmosphere or something like that. All right. So I have to ask you, did you have Jake Paul or Tommy Fury winning? Now, I... I gave it to, to Fury. I thought he was a little bit more active, maybe by a round or so. But I, I was, I didn't, at the end, when Jake Paul got the knockdown, I said, this could potentially be a draw. But being that Fury took it by a round or two, I, I, I really wasn't, I didn't call, you know, I, I wasn't upset with that. Because I actually, I thought he was a little bit more busier when it came to like throwing combinations and stuff like that. Um, he landed a little bit more than, um, than Jake. You know, some people disagree with that. You got Deontay Wilder who actually said he gave it to Jake Paul that fight. You know, some people actually were saying Jake Paul to won that. See, I'm always surprised when I hear that. And it's no disrespect to Jake. Obviously, the fight's said and done with. And we're able to judge the fight based off of their performance at this point now, right? Yeah. I had Tommy Fury winning every single round except for the disappointing point deductions from the referee on both sides oh my god I don't think either one of them should have had a point deduction that was a disaster i could not believe that ref did that i i, I was stunned not even not even a real warning he just mark, went, you know mark, i swear to god i was sat there and i thought for did i somehow did i blink in like 20 seconds pass yeah and i didn't see something because i was so lost as to how a point was ejected without real significant warnings like usually most refs will give them like two or three warnings before they take yeah. a point off but i was like what happened what happened and everyone's like wait what and, and up and it's funny up until the point where they took the point away from jake paul i swore to god i seen tommy fury landing uh, uh shots that he should have been warned for Bro, so I was so confused. 
I was like, where did they get this guy? I swear, no disrespect, but I was like, this was not good. That was not good. I don't think either one of them deserved or or they I don't think anything they did warranted a point deduction. Yeah. However, then there's the knockdown, right? So everyone called, you know, flash knockdown. Some say it was a slip. I thought it was a knockdown. I, I didn't see it as a slip. So if even if you take that flash knockdown, I still had Tommy winning every single round except that round. Wow. Now, of course, the point deductions, you know, whoever had the point deducted lost that round. I get it. But if they didn't have any point deduction, I would have had Tommy still winning every round. So I don't understand. Like, I was really confused as to why some people had it closer than, than they had it. But then again, like I said, I love to hear what people have to say when they've watched it on television versus in person. Now I had someone recently say to me who watched it on TV said, Oh, you know what? Like, I'm going to watch it again. And then they watched it again. They're like, yeah, I could see. Yeah. Tommy won. And he was like, so I'm just really confused. Anyways, nonetheless, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Um, That is why we have three judges because everyone sees and scores fights differently. That's true. For the people that I know, that said that they thought Jake Paul won, they all had the same answer. They basically said that Tommy kind of ran around the ring a little more and Jake Paul pressed the action. So everyone, I guess, judges the fights. Jake Paul missed a lot of his shots. Like, just because you throw doesn't mean that that counts. You have to land for it to count. Now, Tommy could have jabbed him all night long and still won. That's That's the thing. The the reach was a significant advantage for Tommy. Now, Jake had to had to press forward because he had to get past the reach, right? So, if it, to be honest with you, I feel like if Tommy had jabbed more, it would have been an even more conclusive win. But I do see where people this this is why I say TV versus in person because although I'm 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 sat there and I'm watching it, I'm still there could still be angles that I might have missed something. Mm. So I was like, man, maybe I, you know I'm gonna have to watch this over again because. I mean, I didn't have him winning one round. Yeah, I, I remember being a little bit frustrated watching Jake Paul, and I said to myself, he's not even really trying to throw a jab either. He was really relying on his just right hand, and he just was convinced I could knock this guy out without even realizing that it's going to take, you're going to have to build to that moment to, to, to land that right. And he, he was not even throwing a jab at all. And I said to myself, damn, he, I'm surprised his corner is not even putting that out there. Mm. And then, Look. One thing I will say is I applaud Jake Paul for what he's been able to do in the sport so quickly. I think he's entertaining. He's professional. One of the things that I, I admire and respect about Jake Paul is he always has time for the press. Now, the one of the only other fighters that I, and I think, I think we've even had this discussion in the past was like for example no matter how big you get some people it's like the bigger they get the less time they have for the press right Mm -hmm. but canelo alvarez is a prime example of this he can have 50 outlets down the red carpet and he will give everybody three minutes each and he will still do it as if he hadn't done an interview prior to you like he don't look exhausted by the time he hits 30 you know what i'm saying like he's still in it and that's something that Jake Paul does too. And he, cause he has a lot of charisma. 
He's fine. He's got a great personality. I think that he'll continue to do well in boxing, fighting, you know, novices, basically. Like, in in fighting MMA fighters and, and characters, as I would call them. Like, uh, it could be celebrities or whomever. I think he's going to do really continue to do really well. And I like that he pokes fun at himself. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's I like I respect it. And I, I really respect it. And so for people who have negative things to say about Jake Paul, it's like, dude, he's done far more than most people have done in their entire career. He's been able to do it in what, three years has it been? Absolutely. Around three years, four years? Yep. So I, I, I'm looking forward to the rematch. I think the rematch is going to be even better. Yeah. I think that now. Even, big, even bigger than the first one. Bigger. Yeah. Even bigger. Did you see the uh, comment that his brother made, Logan? Yeah, I did. He basically says, split decision. Did Tommy really win? Technically. But you're going to celebrate that? You're supposed to kill the YouTuber. He took he took you eight rounds and dropped you. Are you satisfied? You celebrate, You celebrated like you won the World Cup. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. Jake would have been celebrating just as much as well, right? Oh, yeah. Tommy and oh. Tommy Fury would have been a meme the next day. Right. It would it goes both ways. You're gonna yeah. celebrate off just the back of the fact that you know Tommy Fury openly talked about how much he was trolled online because of Jake. You know, Jake was always coming for him with all these funny different videos and that he was doing memes and stuff like that. But it, it caused a lot of of trolling on the Fury's part, right? You know, why are, why are you ducking Jake? You know, you're going to get beat by Jake. And so because the world was watching, the world actually did care about who was going to win. He did quote the boxing community, end quote, a favor. Yeah. So the boxing community won that night. They're basically saying, they always said that if Jake Paul fought, quote, a real boxer. He would lose. Yep. That he would lose. Well, yep. Tommy proved that to be true. However, Jake also continued to prove just what he was capable of doing as the boxing community trolled him. He could, he kind of trolled back with, well, look what I can do. And I'm just like YouTuber. So at the end of the day, we could take the YouTuber thing away. Jake Paul deserves to be called a real boxer. He's just, he's just still learning. Yeah. He stepped a lot. You know, what's so funny. Most of the time, you hear people online that give Jake Paul more, you know, the bloggers, they'll give Jake Paul more criticism. But you have actual real boxers, promoters that actually give a lot of credit to Jake Paul yeah. for what he brings to the boxing and game. He should be given credit. I don't know why people are so hard. I, that's the thing. It drives me It drives me insane sometimes. They're like, why are you interviewing this clown? I'm like, clown? Dude, this guy's genius. He's smart. Yeah. He genuinely is so smart. And I, even his brother, Logan, what they've been able to do in their respective spaces is is to be applauded and of. Absolutely. Here's the thing. So I caught up with Tommy Fury post fight, and this is what he had to say about the excuse that he experienced in the last few years from Jake Paul's fans and obviously how it feels to silence them finally. Tommy, congratulations on your win tonight. You could finally put it all to rest. The truth has been exposed tonight. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling on top of the world. You know, at the end of the day, there's a lot lot went into this over the past three years. Um, And it's just, I'm standing there the winner. And uh, I always said it, you know, throughout this whole build-up of me and him fighting, I always said that I'd win this fight. And now I can stand here as the winner. 
You mentioned during the uh, post-fight press conference that you had experienced a lot of, like, heckling and um, yeah. online abuse over, I guess, like, you know, all of the, the things that Jake was saying online. Yeah. How great does that finally feel to put that to rest? Yeah, it feels amazing, you know, but I always knew I would do because, you know, I knew what I had inside me and it all came out tonight, you know, the weight of the world on my shoulders. I went in there and I performed well and I believe me and Jake, we give a great fight, you know. Mm-hmm. you got some of these long-time pros on, on this card, you know. I think we did a great job for two novices. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Tommy obviously had been through a lot. His his dad had been through. His dad even said, you know, he would get heckled on the street as well. Yeah. Plus, remember what Tyson said. If you lose this fight, don't, oh, yeah. come, don't come home. <laughs> that's, that's actually something that John Fury even talked about post-fight. He was like, you know, he he had that. There was pressure. They, they didn't say there was pressure leading up to, but obviously there was immense pressure on Tommy's shoulders to – Make sure you silence, you know, these guys over here. Make sure you you put an end to it. But, you know, and then Jake Paul post-fight said that he had been sick twice during his camp. Uh, I've read other quotes. Here's the thing. Remember, I think we've talked about this before. I don't like to quote when I don't know where the source is or who the source is. So all I've heard was I've seen memes go around about Jake now saying that he actually didn't believe that Tommy should have won. I don't know if that's fact. And if it is, I don't know where that quote came from. So I'm not going to sit on that as if it is fact, but there's so much going around as in like what he's saying now. So I think it really builds up to a rematch. It gives Jake something like a sort of like a, a blueprint to go off of. It gives, and as does uh, Tommy, you know, Tommy, like I said, Tommy made it look easy. And I think it was by even the third round, Jake Paul looked absolutely exhausted. Like I even laughed at one point and said, is Tommy even sweating? Because you know how he has like that, that perfect little gels hair. Like (laughs) I I wasn't sure if it was the product that was preventing his sweat from coming down his face or what it was. But all I know is I was like, is Tommy even sweating at this point? (laughs) He definitely had the promade uh, hair wax in his that night. <laughs> yes. yes, it wasn't until I think the sixth round we actually see his bangs come down a little bit. So, <laughs> um, anyways, nonetheless, I think that's uh, pretty exciting. You know what? Before we get off that topic, mm-hmm. I, the, the, what I keep reading is that now um, uh, uh, Fury's Fury's dad and um, Tommy Fury they, they're taking the social media and they basically and you know letting uh jake paul know honor up and 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 stick to your bet we want our money so if that remains to be seen what's going to happen ultimately with that if jake paul is going to stick to the, his bet he made about winner takes all before that fight well see this is why i think it won't happen is because a contract i get see here's here's the here's the slippery slope when someone hands you a contract, everyone knows you have to have legal look over it. You can't just sign something unless it really was black and white. Like, but yeah. if there's legal print in there and terminology, you're going to have to have your your legal team review it. Even though it doesn't the- always happen, it doesn't. Nope. Take, sometimes you need you need some time to read it over, right? Or yeah. make some some verbal adjustments. However, because it wasn't signed. Jake isn't going to pay up because if the roles were reversed and the handshake was everything, then would, and he lost, but hadn't signed the documents. 
would he still be losing his entire purse? It's hmm. a good question because I remember I remember Jake Paul did the same thing to Tyrone Woodley. I remember they had a a, a, a winner takes all bet, and I, I don't know exactly the outcome of that, but I do remember that also. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Like, it's hard to say. You know what I mean? That's why you do sign documents. It's like, yes, it's the old fashioned way of doing things when you shake someone ha- someone's hand. Yeah. It is considered to be a done deal. But it's hard to say because if the roles are reversed and Tommy had lost, would he have still been willing to pay up or lose his entire purse, even though the contract was never signed? So who knows? But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. I. I don't think that that's gonna. Like I don't. I don't think a, a handshake meant anything at that point because they did heavily talk about a contract. A contract, not let's shake on it. They didn't say let's shake on it and then that's that. It's like, well, we have a contract. Got so, it. anyways, um, I think that's dead in the water, in my opinion. <laughs> I wouldn't. Pour, I wouldn't fork over twenty five million either <laughs> without a legal bind. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, let's move on. Some other news that happened, I think, right as I was heading over to Saudi Arabia was the Conor Ben WBC situation. Yeah, that's interesting. Real interesting about that. Do you want to, do you, wanna, uh, do you have the, what is it, the statement in front of you? Give me one second. But I know the WBC said they cleared him. They cleared him, but the, but. The BBBFC has not cleared him, and I think that's why he's suing the BBBFC now for for handling it the way they did and him obviously having to not only lose his fight purse, but what it did for his reputation. Yeah. Absolutely. Now he's going to, you know, like we discussed in the last – the last show, basically, he's going to kind of always be forever be looked at as a tainted fighter. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I know the BBC basically said uh, they're in hopes of foreign commissions do not allow Conor Ben to box until his innocence is actually proven. So that's interesting, right there. Wait, the, who said that? This is in boxing scene. They basically were um, um, the, the, actually the, um, the BBC uh, released that statement. It's the BBBFC is just so, not to be confused with BBC the network. Yeah, BBBFC. Mm-hmm. Not allow Connor Ben to obtain a license so there's a legitimate proof of his innocence. Hmm. It looks like this can get messy. It's going to take a minute too because, you know, I mean, I didn't get to speak to Mauricio Solomon about this in Saudi, but so I actually have not been, and I haven't heard any interview, I haven't listened to any interviews in regards to it. I don't know what he's saying about it, but they. I guess they deemed it susceptible that he had, I don't know what he had a carton of eggs every day. And they basically said that, uh, that was the reason for his, uh, negative testing. Well, Mm -hmm. it would be positive testing. Mm -hmm. Banned substance. So I don't know. I don't know. Obviously. Eddie Hearn and Matchroom Boxing are moving forward because there's talks of a possible fight between Conor Ben and Manny Pacquiao, which I find really interesting because Manny Pacquiao has been retired, what, two years now? Three yeah. years now? 44 now, yep. So does this do anything for Conor Ben's career, though, if he should beat 
uh, Manny Pacquiao, who's been out of retirement for a few years, aside from it being a big name, does it actually do anything? I don't think it does. It just gives him a payday at the end. It gets him back in the, in the ring, gets him back in training. But ultimately what it does um, ranking-wise, and, and, and Pacquiao's already over the hill. He's already an accomplished re- retired fighter. So, Yeah, I know he's doing exhibitions, but that's not the same thing. I mean, it's like yeah. Floyd doing his exhibitions. Like, they ain't finding nobody that's yeah. doing anything for them. So if they're just dancing around the ring. So I, I don't know. Last time I saw Manny Pacquiao when he fought Jordanis Ugas – it was really sad to see him in there the way he was. So I, and Connor Ben is a beast. So yeah. I just don't want to see, you know, Pacquiao get hurt. Like, I just don't, I don't want to see it to be honest. Like, yeah, it's a big fight because of, like I said, the big names, but I don't know. Connor ain't going to get no recognition for it. No, it's not, not. Like, it's not like, it's not like with Ugas, he was able to like retire Manny Pacquiao, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one, to be honest with you. Yeah, me neither. I'm, a, I'm, you know, no, I, I, I don't even know if I'll watch it, but the boxing advocate side of me will probably would. Who knows? I mean, I'll watch it, but I don't know how <laughs> I'll feel about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, anyway. Uh, uh, June tenth, Teofimo Lopez versus Josh Taylor in New York City. New York City. Now that's a fight. Now you know the atmosphere is going to be great in New York City for that night. That's a, that's a good fight. I'm glad actually that's happened o- happening over the uh, the uh, the Cadrell fight. You know. You know what I I, I wish that fight was in Vegas. To be honest. Oh. Uh, well, you don't mind traveling, so <laughs> you're everywhere. It's not even just that. It's just that that fight, Tiafimo Lopez versus Josh Taylor. That's like a that's a Vegas fight in my opinion. Hmm. But anyways, I'm excited that one's happening. I mean, yeah, Catterall got the short end of the stick on that one, but it is what it is. Here we are. And uh, that the beef between the two of them is <laughs> they really don't like each other. That's, like this is not for show. That's legit ba- bad blood right there. Yep. Legit. Real bad blood. Yeah. So I'm hella excited at the thought of that fight. Honestly. Yeah, maybe he'll well, get the- You know, I don't pick. I never pick, but I'm going to ask you who would you pick. <laughs> and which one? Teofimo yeah. Lopez or Josh Taylor? Who do you, uh, who would you pick to win? Do you have somebody or are you uh, like... Man, that's a 50-50 toss. You know what it is? Is Teofimo has been a different fighter since, since, his, uh, since his loss. Yeah. And um, you know what? Josh Taylor is, is a really good fighter also. And it's like, that's a 50-50. That can go either way for me. Mm. Um, it's it's kind of hard. It's not, it's, not, it's not a dead pick for, the, for me on that one. Yeah. I like the storyline of it, though. You know, undisputed versus questionably undisputed. Because, you know, everyone questioned if Teofim, they considered Teofim Lopez undisputed because of the WBC belt. But I just, I love, I love the whole the whole storyline of it. Very, very exciting fight. Um, definitely plan to be in attendance for sure. For sure. Yeah. Hopefully I can make that fight. That should be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano, unfortunately postpones. Uh, God, it broke my heart hearing that. Yeah. That was supposed to be a big one over in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, but possible replacement is Chantal Cameron. Now I saw, 
I saw reports that were saying it was against Chantal Carmer a hundred percent, but then I was reading, no, it's not a hundred percent. It's 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 like it's like ninety nine point five percent in the sense that it's it's being presented to Chantal, who claims that she's going to ex- accept it, but it okay. hasn't been signed. So I can't go and say it's a hundred percent because it's not because it's not been signed yet. So. Um, but really great opportunity for Chantel because I know that she had when I have spoken to her in the past, actually, I interviewed her last when I was in Abu Dhabi and uh, her goal was to remember in Abu Dhabi, she became undisputed. Got as it. Lightweight. That's right. So she did talk about, obviously, the Katie Taylor fight. I mean, I think anyone a weight class above Katie or even under Katie, they all talk about wanting Katie. Right. Because Katie is is the she draw. is in my opinion, pound for pound between pound for pound, number one or number two, I think it's, you can go back and forth between her and Clarissa Shields, but this is a great opportunity for her to get a shot at becoming two time undisputed. Very, very good shot at her. Um, I think it's a great fight also, even though I have my heart set on uh, (laughs) seeing Serrano and Katie get it on. Uh, That's supposed to be either August or September. If Katie is successful on when you fight in Dublin. With whoever it is, TBA, I guess, at this point. Right. Well, it probably is likely going to be Chantel, but again, not 100% because the contract is not signed yet. So, good fight, nonetheless. A good one. A good replacement, to be fair. Could yeah. it could have been somebody we didn't even know. <laughs> That's true. Like that referee for the Fury fight. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what bar they pulled that guy out of. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I can't was... believe he took away. I, t- I still can't believe he took away. Point. I'm still, bu- I'm still tripping out over that. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I, I think after I got back to California, I was like, I had a tweet about that. I was like, can we like talk about the referee real quick? Because I'm still trying to wrap my head around the point deductions. Like yeah, usually you have to do a hell of a lot. Like I've seen, I've seen, we've seen fights where clear point deduction is justified and they still don't get one. Yeah. And you know what it is? Like who put this guy in there? You're going to put a, 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 an an amateur referee in in a fight that's going to generate so many views. Like, come on. I'm sure he's not amateur, but we're just, we know we're being a little bit harsh right now, but still, nonetheless, it was like, I never seen that guy in no bar. Yeah. So that's why I said, what bar they got him from. Oh, God. Well, um, in some quick news, I interviewed Adam Saleh, who fought on the undercard over in Saudi Arabia. He called out Amir Khan in an exhibition fight. Now, I don't know if you saw the news, but Amir Khan is actually interested in, he kind of tampered with the idea of it he like kind of put it out in social media like should i do exhibitions it's a thing right now and i told adam i was like well you know he said he goes oh did he and i'm like yeah like who knows that might end up being adam so has got a really big uh social media following and it seems as though all these former world champions mm-hmm. are fighting sort of like these popular social media people so it, it sort of makes sense right i mean it ties in with with what floyd's doing right now and what manny's doing right now anyways yeah that's true a nice little exhibition you know what speaking of undercard man a good friend of mine Badu jack mm-hmm. had a fight on the undercard and he became wbc champ 
uh, want to give a special shout out to him. That was, yes. that was a great, great, great night for Bottle Jack. And he's such a great guy. Me and him have a good relationship and uh, super, super happy for him. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe one day we will see Body Jack versus Canelo. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, Adrian Broner, obviously, let's talk about the situation real quick. Yes. So he's left BLK, BLK Prime. I know Broner had said what? Didn't he have like three fights with them lined up? I believe it was a three fight deal. Yeah. And, um, they basically couldn't come to terms. I, well, then again, it was three fights, three fighters that the, a fight didn't materialize with that kept getting postponed. So I guess behind the scenes, they just realized this is not going to work out. And they, you know, they yeah. mutually, mutually agreed and they cut ties. Um, so Adrian Broner's back on social media stating somebody hit me up was the exact term. And uh, I guess we'll see. You think yeah. Eddie Hearn's interested? Well, I mean, Eddie didn't exactly have the most positive things to do. I mean, it wasn't exactly negative, but he was just keeping it real. Like he, he just said, you know, 10 years ago, I, I looked at Adrian Broner as one of the best fighters, yeah. but you know, that was 10 years ago. So yeah. he, he's basically saying that he wouldn't, Adrian Broner wouldn't like the offer that Eddie would be giving him today. So basically he, Adrian would probably have a bigger number in mind. Got it. Than what Eddie Hearn would be willing to pay, considering that he's, he's not the draw that he once was. I can see that. You know what? I got I to gotta give a lot of credit to Eddie Hearn. He, he's usually very direct and very fair. And mm-hmm. you know what? That's actually a, 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 you, it's not, it's a comment that you can't even argue with. You know, he's just not the same guy, which is a fact. It's true. Yeah. You know, in bonus fights over the past few few fights have actually proven exactly what Eddie's saying. So I couldn't even be mad at that. I couldn't yeah. even say, oh, he's going to lowball this guy because it's it's a true statement. So I really got to give Eddie a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Well, uh, is there any other news that we missed? Uh, we got, uh, I saw Andy, uh, Andy Ruiz, basically, for one second. It seemed like he parted ways with PBC and then cleared it up. Uh, he announced himself a free agent, then cleared it up the next day and said, no, I'm still with PBC. I just left the other promotional company that was attached to him. Be interesting to see what, what comes of that also, given that Andy Ruiz's name is being thrown in the mix. He could pretty much be thrown in with anybody at this point. Like I still want to see his, his fight with Deontay Wilder, but maybe the Saudis can get that done. Maybe they're able to, yeah. to really make that fight happen. I think that would be a big draw. I agree. That, that, that'll definitely uh, get some get some views. That's a good fight, actually. You know, Actually, Tyson Fury... He basically stated um, he believes that Deontay Wilder would beat any and everybody in the heavyweight division, excluding mm-hmm. him, which I thought was very interesting of a comment. He, he always, he's always given uh, Deontay Wilder a lot of credit after his fights. I mean, as he should, though. Deontay Wilder's a dangerous man. Like, yeah. just because he lost to Tyson Fury yeah. does not mean that he's still not as great as he always was. Like, That's right. He's a very dangerous man. Like all it takes is one shot from the bronze bomber to be KO'd. That's true. I just said, you know what happens in this industry? You lose one fight and suddenly you're written off and everybody wants to t- trash you, beat you while you're down. You know how it goes. That's true. Very true. Still a dangerous man. I, I still would love to see uh, Deontay and um, uh, t- um, Anthony Joshua get it on at least once. Man, you but, and me both. Yeah. But, you don't know. You don't know. You don't look. Eddie Hearn 
works very closely with Prince Khaled and Skill Challenge. So who's to say that now with Prince Khaled, you know, driving this this power force in Saudi, he, how he's not able, maybe he can get it done. Maybe he can make Wilder versus Joshua. That's true. Fingers crossed for that one. Fingers crossed. Fingers super crossed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a massive fight. I'd be so excited for that. And it'd be great to see Deontay back as well, you know? It's oh, absolutely. It's been too long. He always brought excitement to the ring. Deontay gave us some great fights. Yeah. Well, this weekend, just to kind of go over the schedule, um, obviously today... I'm saying well, today because this is going to air Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be busy watching John Jones get it on uh, for the heavyweight title Saturday night in the UFC. For my UFC, for the UFC fans that tune in. Yeah. That's a big fight for John. So good luck to him. Well, we also have on DAZN, you guys don't want to miss it, Angel Fierio versus Eduardo Estela. Um, that is a fight happening over in Mexico. And then we have Brandon Figueroa versus Mark Magsayo on Showtime from Ontario, California. I think that's about it, Mark. I think that's about it. I think we've covered. We covered it. We covered it pretty well. Matter of fact, we left one little uh, fight out. That's actually a fight. I definitely will be tuning into is uh, the NOA fight versus Stefan Fulton. That's going to be in Japan. And uh, I believe that's a May time frame. So that, that's a good a fight for the lower weight division mark thank you for your time for joining me from new york city always a pleasure always a pleasure i can't wait till we can get our in studio stuff going oh yeah shortly we'll get in there yeah we're gonna get our stuff in in a live studio guys so um well okay well thank you everyone for tuning in we'll be back next week with some more boxing news as it develops that's right peace out bye bye fans Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this little icon right here, or else. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.